How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are Locked On Bucks, your daily Milwaukee Bucks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Welcome to Locked On. Good. I don't. Even, I don't even know where to go. I. I don't know. I don't know if it's sadness. I don't know if it's welcome to Locked On boat races. I don't know if it's welcome to. I really don't know what it's welcome to. Um, I, I, apparently, it's welcome. It's welcome to Locked On Bucks, but Bucks just get destroyed tonight 110 to 79 against the Oklahoma City Thunder they give Russell Westbrook his 41st triple double of the season which ties him with Oscar Robertson uh, who had 41 in his triple double season and man that's about as bad as a loss can look i don't as far as is if it's a bad loss well i don't don't know if it necessarily matters whether or not the bucks beat the thunder but as far as how a loss can look i don't know if i've seen one worse this season um they they ended up losing the fourth quarter in case anyone was curious they they lost the fourth quarter 21 to 10 um and that kind of was the story of this game uh, they were, I think it was 18 to 16. They were losing at one point, um, in the first quarter. That was like the, I feel like that was the latest that the game was like close. And then the thunder just dismantled them and they had literally no answer and, you know, they couldn't make layups. They couldn't make threes. Um, they got just bullied on the boards. Um, you know, I mean, Giannis was was active early. He wasn't necessarily efficient early, um, and then he scored three points after the first quarter. Um, you know, Giannis was their best player, and he had a minus twenty four, and he was, he had actually the worst plus minus on the team, which unfortunately keeps that whole Giannis the Bucks not being good when Giannis is on the court weirdness, or or the Bucks not being better with Giannis on the court weirdness going. Um, but yeah, I mean, who 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 was good in that? Michael Beasley was was weird doing his like mid range thing before he re injured his knee, so that really tied the room together. Um, I, I don't know. There, there there are really no silver linings from this game. I mean, the Bucks now have a negative point differential since Chris Middleton came back. Uh, their defense is worse since Chris Middleton came back and Jabari Parker got hurt. So that's just like really fun with you know disproving narratives and nothing making sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm fascinated to see how they respond on on uh, Thursday in Indiana because a lot of you know this team has tended to kind of bounce back from really bad performances, but they're going to have to really really bounce back from this one because this was pathetic. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There was what that there was a bad loss against Denver, I guess, uh, March first, one ten ninety eight. Um, that one was was pretty ugly. The score was a little bit, uh, a, a little bit deceiving. It, it wasn't really that all that close. Um, that one, and then all of a sudden they bounce back from that and win six straight. Um, there was obviously that Bulls loss on Sunday the other 
the other week 109.94 and then the Bucks bounce back and win three straight there um, but I mean this is the first time they've lost two games in a row since March 1st which is just a insane thing to say um, so it's been a while since they lost two games in a row, but they didn't look good Sunday against a Dallas team that, um, as you mentioned in, in the podcast that you recorded solo on Sunday, um, for Monday that, I mean, they didn't, Dallas isn't really a good basketball team and the Bucks looked totally lost against them. They look totally lost against the Thunder tonight. Um, we discussed yesterday a little bit about how important Malcolm Brogdon is to this basketball team. I think, I think you saw that again tonight. Um, but, but I guess maybe even a greater point is something that we've been talking about all season: is that this basketball team four to four to thirteen on the roster? Eh, it's not so good. Um, and, and I mean, I, I kind of felt like that was on full display tonight. Like I, I literally can't pull out one positive from tonight's game. I, I can't think of one cause I, and, cause even the, oh, I got one, I was gonna say, cause even, Oh, at least they stayed healthy. That one. I, no, I can't even do that one. What do you got? Well, here's a, here's a really happy one. So Thon maker at halftime had one rebound in his last 52 minutes. One, I'm sorry. One defensive rebound in his last 52 minutes. And then he's had five in the second half. So, Thon, really. Thon getting those, those garbage time defensive rebounds. Um, <laughs> so, so yay. Uh, he had one play in, in the fourth quarter where he looked decisive on Nick Collison, where he got an and one. That was, that was kind of fun. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, just, it felt like Giannis was working hard early, but they have a lot of bodies they can throw at him with, with Taj and... Uh, Roberson in particular, and and their their length and size. Roberson was fantastic in that first quarter on Giannis. Again, he didn't really have to defend him all that much after because the Bucks were so far out of it. But man, he those two blocks Roberson had, whew, just crazy. So, um, yeah, not a lot to take away from this one. Um, I'm trying to think. Think uh, Rashad Bond played. Um, I don't know if that's a positive, but that happened. Um, Spencer ha- Spencer Haas did that. You, you know that little thing Spencer Haas does, where like when he's on the wing dribbling, looking for a handoff, and he does a little tricky like be- like reverse between the legs thing. He did that tonight. Yeah, didn't didn't, didn't translate into anything, but it looked kind of cool. That was basically one of the highlights of the Bucks, besides from uh, Delhi uh, dream shaking Dennis Cantor <laughs> in the the first half at some point. Um, his only bucket of the but, game, uh, which is it, yeah, nice. his only bucket of the game. Delhi looked like. For some, I don't know if Delhi was wearing different stuff. He had like a white sleeve and the big, like the high white socks, which he usually does. He looked like more like a like a guy who just showed up from the Y than than usual tonight. Um, <laughs> I agree. He did and, the, he and, like, did look and he usually looks like a guy. He usually looks like a guy who just showed up from the Y. Um, but it felt like tonight he he especially. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not. I'm not even talking about his game so much because I mean, obviously, there's always some of that. But just like look at his physical appearance. Um, which was probably not a good omen. Um, yeah, 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 Thon was terrible. I mean, completely overwhelmed in the first half. Got some garbage time stuff. Um, Middleton, meh. Snell, bad. Um, the, the, it just, you can just go up and down. I mean, Monroe ended up getting, I mean, he ended up with eight points on six shots in 16 minutes, but he turned it over, I don't know how many times. Like, he, every time he put it on the floor in the first half, it seemed like he got stripped and... Um, he just 
you take away Malcolm Brogdon from Greg Monroe and just the whole house of cards comes crashing down, huh? He's looked really bad the last three games with, with uh, Brogdon hurt, which, I mean, I'm sure there's some coincidence in there, but obviously those two guys are, um, you know, we, we talked all season about how well they play together. And it's just like, uh, I guess without Malcolm Brogdon around, Greg Monroe can't even dribble in the paint <laughs> or something. Yeah, it, it was it was a brutal game for Monroe. Um, man, somehow I thought maybe the box score would look better, but it doesn't. That, that, no. not at all like it somehow it, it looks worse i guess the the positives you could take out of this is Giannis plays 24 minutes i, I think that's got to be the least he's played in a game in oh man i would have to look up his game logs but i would assume that's the least he's played since i don't know maybe the san antonio game the, <laughs> san antonio honestly game yeah nine that's, he, he played 28 minutes two games in a row when he had the foul trouble a few weeks ago, but for the most part, he's been over 30 for like months, you know. So yeah, um, so he does he does get some rest, and hopefully that means something on Thursday. Yeah, 28, like you said, those two games in a row against the Clippers and Grizzlies, um, but still, that's almost a month. So um, I, I guess that's a positive. And honestly, Frank, like I know we normally try to stretch out conversations a little. Actually, we don't even try to stress out stretch out conversations they just go long they just it just happens i don't happens. i do not know what else to talk about with that game it was awful off have you seen have you seen any good movies recently um have i seen any good movies um i saw most of the the ones that were up for awards um and i thought they were all pretty good um you gotta give me something more specific than that that's like the most like well, you didn't even I, name a movie. Well, I don't. I don't know how specific you wanna you wanna get into it, Frank. Um, we were we were specifically requested to talk about things that are not the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. So I'm literally I'm literally struggling to, to do that. We can, like okay, fine. No, I I really enjoyed Moonlight. Did you see Moonlight? I have not seen Moonlight. I was traveling while my wife rented it one night. And then I don't know. Maybe I should maybe I should double check and see if it's like still available to me on like our Amazon thing. Uh, but I have not seen it. Um, Did and, you, and I don't know. Like, is, is there something I, I, else you saw that you enjoyed? Well, in the theaters recently, I, I did see John Wick 2, and I saw oh, I haven't Logan. Seen and I haven't seen that. And God, I, this is terrible. Did you see Lion? No. Uh, um, La La Land? Arrival? Arrival I thought was great. Um, Fantastic. Loved Arrival. I loved Arrival. Yeah, I'm, like, really I'm such a huge Amy Adams fan, so the fact that she was in a vehicle that really took advantage of her... That made me quite happy. I, I just like the, I just thought like the, it was so creative, like in the concept and I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but the way it sort of uses language, you know, as, as a vehicle for, for the whole plot um, and, and sort of twisting around what you normally think of as language. I thought that was really great. And uh, like, it's an alien movie that is not an alien movie if that makes any sense at right. all like it, it it is an alien movie a hundred percent but it's just so fascinating enthralling deep engaging i yes i love it. um yeah just to, to to tie real quickly so um because my wife's awesome and likes to see action movies we went and saw john wick 2 and and logan on their i guess it wasn't their first weekends but um john wick 2 super fun you know really enjoyable amusing you know for anybody who likes shooting action and stuff I, I might get kicked off basketball twitter for saying this but i haven't seen john wick one or two yeah i mean you don't really need to see john wick one to see two um totally understand i'm just saying i haven't seen either of them yeah yeah it, they're definitely worth worth watching they're fun if you like action movies i thought logan was 
I thought Logan was a really good movie. I mean, I like I, I'm a huge Heath uh, Heath Ledger. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm I'm a huge Hugh Jackman fan. So mm-hmm. I've always loved the Wolverine movies, X Men movies, and I thought this one was, um, you know, it's like it's supposed to be his last one. And I thought it was, was a really great way to uh, to end uh, Hugh Jackman's run as Wolverine. I don't even know like how so, do you like some at some point they're gonna like you know have another person play Wolverine and like I don't even know like how like I, he so owns that character I'm like I shudder to think like the guy who has to play that character next and I don't I don't really want to think about it he, he was he was and the little the little girl and the little there's a little the a girl the girl in this movie um and I won't uh, spoil like what like what her role specifically is but um she's fantastic she was she's she's really good too and and Patrick Stewart's awesome and there aren't that many and I, actually, the um, the guy from Narcos, Boyd Holbrook, I think his name is. Um, he's like, I mean, I like Narcos a lot, but mm-hmm. he's like way better in this movie than he <laughs> than he is in Narcos. Hmm. Um, he would be like, he's like the bad guy, and he's he's really great in it. He's he's very good. So one thing I've heard about it, I haven't seen it, but one thing I've heard about Logan is that someone saw it and said, from that, like they came out of the theater thinking, why was not like every X-Men movie rated R. Did you get that same, did you get that same vibe? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's hard cause you know, literally like, like not all the, like huge Jackman has got to be like the, or sorry, huge Jackman. Wolverine has got to be the most like violent, grotesque, like Hugh Jackman can't get into a fight as Wolverine and not literally do just like horrible, horrible things, Correct. horrible things to people. So that's probably a big part of it, you know. Like he's not like a telepath who's just you know doing whatever, or or even Magneto, just whatever. So, so yeah, I think it's probably partly just a fa- a function of of Wolverine being super violent. But I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember if the previous, the last Wolverine movie I thought was actually also pretty good. The you know Wolverine specific movie, which mm-hmm. um, I think was called The Wolverine, and I don't remember if that one was. I think that, was I think that was the first R-rated one in the. Okay universe uh, but someone said it made a huge difference and i wasn't really yeah. sure if it and then and then yeah and then there was deadpool obviously which was also True. super super violent and also you know for for language and other reasons but um but yeah i don't know i'm 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 sad that apparently there's not going to be another uh another hugh jackman wolverine movie but i don't know maybe the bucks will become good again and then <laughs> And then I'll have that in my life, so that'd be good. But let's get back to the Bucks for maybe. I, I want. I have a couple other media-related sort of pop culture things. Maybe we can get to at the end. But but before we lose anybody who does not care at all about our opinions of those things and actually does want us to talk about the Bucks, let me say this: How do you how do you process the fact that like the narrative on what the Bucks have been doing is kind of like a myth at the, I feel like I mean I feel like the narrative that everybody is spouting is like oh Jabari Parker got hurt and Chris Middleton came back and now the defense is, has been way better and you know that's turned around and now they've been playing really well and actually their point differential is negative since Middleton came back it was positive before he came back and the defense is worse and basically they've won a ton of games because they've won a bunch of close games and I don't want to say it's all luck because Brogdon and Middleton being in late in games over Delhi and well, Jabari should probably help you win close games. But I don't know. Like, I mean, how much does this, I don't want to say spoil. Cause like 
the wins are on the board, right? Like it's been really fun of late and that like that's good. Like we shouldn't try to diminish that, but I don't know. Like I'm I'm a little wary of being like, "Oh, the Bucks have a good chance of winning the playoff series" or like, "Oh, the Bucks should win 50 games next year" cuz I don't know. Like how legit is this right now? Um I think this this season as a whole is kind of just a a series of of contradictions almost um just because i i think so often with this team uh, i was talking to i forgot who i was talking to about this over the weekend but i was saying that with this bucks team like you think oh they're they're young and fun and i think the the idea that goes along with it is like oh they're young and fun so they must play fast and uh they must get out there and dunk the ball and do all of this fun stuff and like the highlights you think of are Giannis dunks and uh jabari alley-oops and you would think that but like they've been slow most of the season and like the only thing that I feel consistent that I feel has been consistent and I feel confident insane since Middleton's return is the Bucks play super slow. Like, <laughs> like, like that's it. Like that's there. If there's one thing I feel I can put all my money on and say with total confidence, the Bucks play super slow. That's it. Like that's the only thing I got. They, they are, they've been, I think 29th or 30th in pace pretty much this entire time. Middleton's been back. So that like, I, I don't know. I think there's, there's always kind of the idea of what the bucks are and then what the bucks actually are. Like, like it's always been that they're like this young fun team that runs, but no, they've never been that. Like they were 20th in pace before the Middleton came back and now they're the slowest team in the league. So like, I don't know. It's just always tough to kind of balance what those things are. And yeah, like they, they haven't gotten any better defensively. And I thought you did a nice job breaking that down on, uh, on Monday. Like they haven't gotten any better defensively. Like they've started to cut down on threes and that shot profile looks a little bit better, but at the same time, like they're still giving up a whole bunch of points and, that they're just giving up those points in different ways. I think um, so. Uh, there, there's maybe some steps there, but also probably not. Um, and I mean, offensively, they they continue to kind of just get by, and adding a guy like Middleton and adding a guy like Brogdon to the crunch time lineups has helped them be a little bit more efficient in those moments, but. Overall, they're an offense that survives kind of on Giannis being fantastic um, and Giannis being otherworldly. So uh, those things haven't really changed. And I guess when you see when you see wins, you want to credit you want to credit it to something. Like there there has to be a change. There has to be something that means this team is better because they're winning more. But sometimes even with all the numbers that we have with all the time we spend on this sometimes basketball just comes down to luck like at the start of the season there was a bunch of close games that the bucks were just god awful in and they're still the worst clutch team in the league by a wide margin because of how bad they were at the start of the season but now they've won some of those games and that's that's obviously a good thing but sometimes sometimes that's just the way it goes sometimes that means you're winning games. Sometimes that means you're losing games. And I, I don't know, like you, you want to think because everything is so different now from a win loss perspective, that something has changed. And I think you'd be hard pressed to actually find 
many things that have. I think the important thing, I mean, I think I don't want to take away the, like, I don't want to be the killjoy that says, oh, you can't enjoy, you know, the fact that they've won all these games. Because cause that's not really, I mean, that that's the last thing I'd want to do. I think as a fan, there is a huge amount of enjoyment you can take from, especially a young team that that obviously you have an, a bunch of players, you know, whether it's Brogdon, Thon, Giannis, um, you know, guys like that who are still very young and, and are going to continue to get better. And so you never want to underestimate the fact that you don't want to like be like, oh, well, they're getting lucky right now. Therefore, you know, boo, this team is, is, isn't that good, whatever. I mean, no, it's like, look, they, they got unlucky, as you're saying, early in the year, probably. They've gotten lucky of late. You know, they're probably about where they should be in a lot of ways when you look at kind of the, the full picture of like point differential and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so that's that that's good. I mean, I didn't think certainly without Middleton, I never thought this team would win 40 games. You know, um, I thought with Middleton healthy, they could win 40 games. And, um, you know, I think we also need to factor in that Chris Middleton should be better next fall. And he's been pretty good now. But, you know, we kind of I think when he came back and immediately started looking pretty competent, like we sort of I think a lot in a lot of ways kind of banked on like, OK, now Chris Middleton is just fine. Right. And he's good. And <laughs> he's had some games of late where he hasn't looked so great. Right. No, and, no, not at you know, all. I mean, the guy is still only, you know, whatever it is, two months removed from coming back early from a, a really serious uh, hamstring injury. So um, so I think, you know, again, getting him through the year healthy is is the most important thing. And, you know, we're kind of maybe getting greedy and saying, oh, well, you know, we want him to be an all star level player right away, too, because we're, we're get, we've gotten a little taste of it. Right. Um, so I think it's kind of difficult to, to kind of, you know, I think if you want to, if you're trying to predict, you know, what are the Bucks going to do in the playoffs or, um, you know, how, what is the ceiling of this team next year? Um, I think you have to be careful there to extrapolate too much from, um, you know, the wins of late because they have not played, you know, the, the fundamentals of this team have not corresponded to a team that is winning you know 75 percent of its games right and 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 they have won those games though and that's that's really fun and enjoyable and you know you give credit to to the team for for doing that but um but you also need to be really careful and um you know not get too carried away with it and i think also you know it kind of also makes you hesitate to just sort of assume like I mean, we've talked a lot about how they need to get more talented, and I think this sort of underscores that, right? Like, you don't want to let a hot streak in the wins department distract from the fact that you're just not good enough right now to be a lot more than, you know, like, I mean, could you be a four or five seed with with this roster? Well, apparently, because you're close to being a five seed right now. (laughs) Um, But, you know, are you going to be, like, contending for an Eastern Conference championship just like by doing nothing i don't know i think that's i mean i think that's putting a lot of pressure on Giannis. it's putting a lot of pressure on on thon and brogdon and middleton to um you know fit kind of perfectly together and they might you know on paper those guys might work really well together but um but i don't know we'll see it's it's it i think it just would be a mistake to assume that that you know they're there or that you know the bucks have now realized the full potential of their team. I think I will say this. I mean, we talk about the defense has been not that great. Um, you know, the fact that at ends of end of games now, you can roll out Brogdon, Snell, Middleton, Giannis, and then you know we've even seen Thon, um, who obviously you know on nights like tonight does not look good defensively or 
in any respect really, but um, but kind of projecting out to the future. Um, that's a pretty interesting lineup to say the least defensively to be able to roll out that group and, you know, not to be giving up, um, not having to really like, you know, give up a ton offensively. Um, Monroe is really the only kind of good player the Bucks are benching in that scenario. And, um, so I think there's a lot to be again, still optimistic about, but, um, you know, we probably need to kind of make sure that everybody slows their roll a little bit on, again, trying to extrapolate from, uh, a lot of wins that that maybe you know could have could some of which could have easily been losses. I think the the last thing I'd want to do is tell people that they they shouldn't have fun or anything like that. Like you said, like recording the podcast in the last month, super enjoyable. Like there there are days when it is grind. Today being one of those, like, like to record this podcast every day. I never once like got a. A Skype from you in the last month when the Bucks went fourteen and four, and Giannis won Player of the Month, and Kid won Coach of the Month. Like I never went, I never saw that Skype window pop up and thought, "Oh man, what are we going to talk about tonight?" Like we were editing out all this good, this good stuff that I that I thought was a good conversation, but ultimately, like we were just talking too much and. That that is that is what that's what it should be like. You should have that kind of fun, and, and I think this serves as a, a very a very good reminder that the the improvement of an NBA team is not it it is not going to go at a, a kind of linear pace. It is not going to go step by step by step. Sometimes it goes up three steps and then down eight and then back up eleven and then down another thirty two, but then up fifty and like the, it's not a there's not five steps here. You don't go from twenty five wins to thirty five wins to forty five wins to fifty wins to an NBA championship. Like that's not how this works. <laughs> like it, it goes up and down, and you do have this ebb and flow and um to to see a, a loss like this yeah like sometimes it happens and um yeah i, I don't know it's it sh- th- there's been a lot of good things that have happened this season and a lot of things that we didn't expect to happen in a positive way um so th- those have all been good things and obviously there's been some very large negative things that we we didn't expect to happen this season so um these things kind of happen but yeah i i think overall even if the Bucks would have finished out these, let's see, how many games do we want to say? Let's say they only lose in Dallas, win tonight, uh, lose in Indiana, win against Philly, win against Charlotte, lose to Boston. Even if it goes that way and they, they end this season really strong and they don't have this ugly game after losing to a tanking team in Dallas, even if it goes that way, like we wouldn't be saying something different like we wouldn't be saying like oh yeah this roster is totally fine from four to 13 like everyone on it all good sign them back up let's roll the ball out again next year we'll be good to go like we wouldn't have said that and we're not going to say that now that this is happening so um i I don't know i'd again I, i thought you did a great job on sunday kind of breaking down some of those myths and i think it is important to kind of know exactly what is going on with this team and i think most of our listeners kind of get it and get that things aren't going to be great all the time and they're not going to be awful all the time and this bucks team probably isn't 14 and 4 in a month good um and they're probably not what was it in whatever they were in january january like they aren't either of those things they're in the middle 
which is where they are in the aggregate and where they're going to be for the season. That they're in that four or five spot, and um, obviously a lot of that is because of that huge leap Giannis has made. And overall, if that means you can have a high as high as they have right now and a low as low as they did at that time and still be in that spot, that means you got a damn good basketball player leading your team, and that is one hundred. 1,000% accurate of Giannis Adetokounmpo, and that is undeniably a great thing. Yeah, and I think the, the really key thing here is that, I mean, you obviously uh, always would like to have high standards for your team, but I think Giannis's mere existence on the Bucks roster demands that you that you have higher expectations than maybe you know we've gone into seasons having over the past decade. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I think when you look at sort of the the next few years, um, uh, that that's you know that that has to kind of drive the thinking, right? Is is Giannis is super young, and so I think you can on some level, especially given the Bucks' lack of cap flexibility, you know, you don't have necessarily a lot of options for improving the roster, unfortunately, through free agency and things like that. But so I think I mean it, it's really difficult. You have to find some balance of we're going to build a team that is and and um, our, our friend Ben Thompson always likes to talk about, you know, building the team for like that 2020 championship run. And so, you know, having that long-term focus, but then on the flip side, um, you know, how, how do you, how do you kind of make yourself better for long-term? You know, do you, do you just rest on your laurels and just hope that, you know, Rashad Vaughn becomes, you know, uh, a, a good, a good rotation player you know, how do some of these guys fit in and how do they fit around Giannis in particular? Because it is all about Giannis in a lot of ways. And, you know, we're going to have to figure out what they do with Jabari Parker and all these different guys. Um, so I don't envy the Bucks because, again, they don't necessarily have that much flexibility to get better this summer other than just by, um, you know, a lot of having to hope for a lot of internal improvement and, and tweaking maybe more around the fringes of the roster. But um, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that's that's the... That's the fun and also the pressure of having a great player on your roster, right? It, it's the fun of like, oh man, this team could actually be something. It could grow into something really special. Um, but also, you don't just sort of back your way into a title contender generally, right? Like, you're gonna have to proactively go out and and make real moves that that you know find those 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 missing pieces and um, and and by the same token, you need some luck too, right? Because you're gonna need probably another star-ish caliber player um, just based on how the league has progressed. So um, so anyway, it's it's. It, I, I don't know if I'm depressing people or, or, or giving them hope or I don't know what, but um, but it's, it's yeah, it, this is hard. And, and I think having a guy like Giannis makes it a lot less hard, but, <laughs> um, but it also sort of underscores the chance, right? Like winning, you know, in, 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 in any other year winning, you know, 40, what whatever games 40 41 42 games whatever it is you know everyone would be just totally thrilled with that and i think people have to be really excited about where this team is and and what came of this season other than the jabari injury i mean this season's been a massive success but the question now is okay what what next right and that's what that's what you have to think about when you're when you're trying to build a great team it's always what next yeah i like that i i like that i like finishing there that's going to be it for us for today. Um, I'm sorry that we only got into one quick deviation away from the Bucks, and then that's true. I'm I've got I've got some other I've got some other like pop culture, podcast, movie, TV. Okay, do one more. Do do do. do I only get one more? 
One more. Okay. Um, I'll go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold on to my podcast one. Okay. Uh, have you seen the TV show Legion on FX? I've seen. I've seen the first four episodes of Legion on FX. Okay. Loved it. Thought it was spectacularly weird. Um, yeah. And that's what Noah, Noah Hawley wrote that as well, right? Yeah, Fargo um, and, guy. And Holly has yeah. wrote Fargo, which is fantastic. And TV on FX, like, if you're not watching the things FX makes, I don't know what you're doing. It started with the Americans, and the Americans was fantastic. And Man Seeking Woman is fantastic. And just pretty much anything. Uh, Louis fantastic. Uh, just keep going down the line. FX makes great TV. So go I mean, watch they used it. They used to have Always Sunny. They, I mean, h- however many years ago, I mean, when they I mean, were the, early yeah. days, they started F- yeah. They started Always Sunny before it moved to FXX. Um, but yeah, Legion, I, it really is. It is a, a, a Marvel movie, or sorry, a Marvel series by the f- creator of Fargo, and that's pretty much what it feels like. It's like just visually incredible, like aesthetically arresting. I don't even know what, what how you else you want to describe it. It's just weird and confusing and enjoyable and amazing so have you finished it because the finale i have okay i have and and have you gotten to the episodes with jermaine clement from or you don't even know really who he is uh from flight of the concords i know Um, i haven't seen him yet okay he he is in it and that just really i mean that just kind of caps it off aubrey plaza is really good in it she plays like a very strange and interesting character she's great in it The, the main character who i guess is from uh, uh, Downton Abbey, which I've never seen. Uh, he's great. He plays an American, and he's a great character. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot. There are there are a number of characters, a number of actors from Fargo, actually, season two, that are in it. And um, I loved seasons one and two of Fargo. Oh my god! So it's such different. Like you know, they yeah. had they, no overlap of characters. Totally different periods, but I thought they were both awesome series like i i'm actually kind of feeling like i want to go back and rewatch season two of fargo because i thought it was so good um the, the fact that like fargo season three comes out in a month is pretty pretty awesome yeah. um so i'm i'm excited for that those were that was a really good recommendation but again anything on fx watch the, like they're they're they do tv really really well um i'm gonna go to a movie uh a movie has never made me cry more than <laughs> th- than Lion. Lion made me cry. Like, that looked full- like a movie that would make you cry, yeah. Oh my and it wasn't just once. Like there was like five or six times where I was legitimately just bawling. But yeah, what a great movie. I I just love it. You should go watch that. So those those are your two T V recommendations, I think, right? Actually, we gave a lot more recommendations, but that's that's fine. I I think I think um, it, it's okay. We we never really indulge ourselves like this in non non basketball stuff. So, you know, I know some people enjoy that kind of thing. Some people are probably like, "Shut the hell up!" I've stopped to listen to you a while ago. I mean, um, like we can put in the in the like le- like in the the show notes. Yeah, like we can put in like, hey, from this minute to this minute we talked about this and from this minute to this minute we talked about this and then buck stuff the rest of the time so we, we can give people a proper warning all um, right yeah that, tell us if you if you hate us talking about non-basketball things let us know and we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll try to make sure that we we stay strictly within those lines and avoid any sense of you know our personal lives but, and 
non-basketball interest creeping into the discussion. Please do that, but you're going to get Kroll Show shoved down your throat whether you oh, want yeah. it or not. So, yeah, you're still uh, getting Kroll Show. That's going to happen. Uh, for Frank Madden, I'm Eric Name. We just gave you a whole lot of terrible pop culture takes and a little Bucks discussion. It's this better is, than it's better than talking about that Bucks game, right? No doubt about that. But tomorrow's another day. We can forget this game and never talk about it again. And that's Amen. almost certainly what we will do. And we'll get ready for the Bucks to take on the Pacers on Thursday. This has been Lockdown Bucks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, you've reached the high fashion hotline. Hi, my family's going to a tailgate, and I want our style to stand out from the crowd. Just go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's got all the latest fall styles. Plus, during Old Navy's colossal sale, you'll save up to 50% off store-wide. Did you say up to 50% off? I did, so don't sit on the sidelines. Old Navy has the perfect pants from 19 bucks, stylish dresses from 15 bucks, and comfy tees for the family from just 6 bucks. right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We're cheering for Old Navy. High fashion, Old Navy. Valid 10-2 to 10-10. Select styles only.